The following content is just two hours of us shaking our heads at white people still waiting in line to pay respects to the queen. Start the show. Still sitting out there, mm, mm, mm. waiting in that damn line. Mm, mm, mm. No umbrella. You know, white people. They, 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 white people don't give a fuck. Oh man. Um, actually, I don't even have any more Queen jokes. I think it's, I think it's that played out. Actually, <laughs> I, I think I'm that over it. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. <laughs> I'm D Randall. Um, it is. Is this episode one ninety seven or one ninety eight? I think it's one ninety seven. I don't. I can't really count. Like We're it. so excited about getting the getting the two hundred, but we also don't know what episode what number episode this is. I promise I haven't been drinking. Uh, well, I yeah, I can't say I haven't. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is oh shit, this is one ninety eight. This is one ninety eight. Wow, I, yeah, two hundred is almost upon us. Damn, I should probably plan some kind of meet and greet. <laughs> Maybe. Um, might trim my beard up a little bit, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Um, how's your week, D. Randall? It has been a, it's been an interesting week. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to put a negative spin on anything, but sure. um, I'm always reminded of, of what's important when we are alive. Um, long story short, my, yeah. my brother-in-law's mother passed away oh, man. Uh, last week from cancer. And it, it's something that, you know, that their, their family was expected for a while. Um, right, right. You know, so they, they, they did have time. To do some grieving, but this weekend, I I uh, helped him, um, and a couple of his friends like pack up uh, his mother's apartment, like get all the heavy stuff out the apartment right. and whatnot, and and of course, you know he's he's been grieving for a while, but the 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 act of actually removing these things from a place that was very familiar to him, yeah. Um, was was very draining, and even though earlier in that week him and his sister had already taken out a lot of stuff, sure, there was just so much stuff just just kind of packed in there. And, and, Damn. And one thing that people, I guess, may not consider as much. I, I you know, over over the last couple of years, I've been focusing more on decluttering, mm. and I think one of the things about about decluttering is that a lot of times we think about the physical impact of people behind you having to physically move stuff. Right. But they may not consider like there's that emotional impact of 
you know, watching watching my brother in law, you know, pick up something and 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 recall a memory from it and and you know, kind of fall yeah. into kind of fall into a place. You know, and, and it's that same thing over and over and it's a constant, you know, you're 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 packing and unpacking at the same time. Right. One is literal, one is figurative, but that's that's a lot, man. And I, I think that, you know, I don't know how to say this without making it sound selfish, but I think that at some point in our lives, we need to really take account of those things that are important to us and and look to declutter because you never know how the person that survives you, the people that survive you um, deal with that. And in some ways it may compound on the loss. Um, just something to think about it. You know, I, I, I'm not even in a position to say that it's right or wrong. It's just one of those things that crossed my mind. Like, wow, this is, and, and a lot of it is stuff that hasn't been used or looked at or, or even touched in years. I think a lot of times we, we have the tendency just to hold on to things because we, we just want to see that we have it. Yeah. Oh, where where do you, where do you think that will put your mental health one to 10? I'm still good. I mean, I'm I'm like I'm like it in eight. Okay. You know that that's one of those things that I was I was able to compartmentalize. Okay. Um, yeah. You Fair know, enough. he's he's at about a one. I could imagine. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is really looking out for him and 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 the rest of the family, and it's you know, as we as we approach a certain age. This is a, a, a recurring, recurring thing. Like, you know, this is why we, we say it all the time. Um, give people their flowers when they're alive. Right because right. at, at some point, at some point, you're going to be seeing it back to back to back to back. And you're going to have missed that opportunity. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, I would say, I would say for this week, my... I would say my mental health is probably about about an eight point five. Um, mm-hmm. Coming off of a how how was your mental health this weekend? Oh shit! So it was it, 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 you know birthday weekend wasn't it wasn't quite as destructive I'll say as they usually are. Um, it was actually it, it was because there was plenty of time to relax. There was plenty of time to reflect, um, and there was plenty of time to get fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday was definitely get fucked up day and night. Um, it was nice to see as much of the team out for the function as possible. Uh, everybody definitely contributed to getting your boy fucked up. Mm. Uh, you know, um, always happy to have good people around me. Um, make me hopeful for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully things will stabilize and uh, you know get some kind of get some kind of normalcy to return. Uh, for what it's whatever that represents now. Um, so I you know for the most part my mental health most of the weekend about eight point five to a nine. Um. Well, Sunday was definitely the recovery day, hmm. so maybe there was definitely a, a dip yeah. in the mental health, uh, maybe dip down to about a seven, mm. 
that recovery that that recovery period was something else. Um, but even then, I, the, the call the, and this 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 only means something to my gamers. But the new Call of Duty, the demo, the the beta came out, and uh, so we got to get a look at what what to look what we have to look forward to. Future is bright. Uh, Call of Duty has returned to form. If they can, if they can fix some of the shit that was wrong in the in the beta before before it drops at the end of October, Call of Duty has returned to form. They can have my money. Mm. Uh, so it was good to look at that. They got some new modes. Uh, you can you can extract and you can rescue and extract prisoners from the from the map. Uh, that's fun, but. Yeah, so I had a good time with that. Mostly, it was just good to it was just good to see the love, right? Um, the love does not go away. The people that that rep for you are always going to rep for you. So anybody, the the calls, uh, the, the cash apps, the all of that, the love was all appreciated on all fronts. Whether it was just well wishes or anything, any any little thing mattered, um, and it did not go unmarked or unnoticed. So I thank you all. Um, go ahead and clap, white people. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank you all for your contributions. I love each and every one of y'all, man. Real shit. And on my and, and on my actual birthday, I got to record and yeah, do what it is I love uh, and create and we had a good time and that was was a good Patreon session. We had a good time. So um, I can't ask for much more than that. Um, Now after episode 200 (laughs) celebration might get a little destructive. (laughs) The celebration we might return to Thor form. Oh shit. Um, So there's that. Uh, I would put my so yeah mental health right now eight point five good 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 uh, shout out to the new listeners the fuck are y'all doing here what are y'all doing here what do y'all have to prove y'all want to take a water break hydrate a little bit well I mean they made it through summer so I, I'll say they made it through summer they made it through uh, birthday weekend mm. uh, we can all survive anything I suppose. Uh, shout out to the new listeners, shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times, uh, shout out to everybody on SoundCloud, YouTube, not YouTube, SoundCloud, <laughs> Google, that's what it is. Yeah. SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, um, oh God, iHeart, all that shit. Uh, anywhere quality content is disseminated, um, at some point, we should we, we should probably figure out a YouTube component of some sort, of some kind of visual component. We just don't really feel like getting fresh for y'all, to be oh, honest shit. with you. <laughs> um, it's a lot more work for me uh, to get fresh. Trust man, me. <laughs> my hair is all fucked up. So, yeah, I feel you. Um, shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. What up, Discord crew? Thank y'all as well for your well wishes. Um, oh God, David Santiago just—I don't know what he thinks of my party habits, but he—but he was definitely excited. He was like, "Let," he was like, "Let all of 
the pregnant uh, of, of the pregnancies began. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, you, you he wanted you out here shooting up the club? Well, he's well uh, no, well, uh, yes, that's what it sounds like. Um I have no I've been known to get live in years past. Um not that live. Years past. Um giving out flowers while they're here. Uh flowers this week go to James Earl Jones. Yes. The legend, the myth, the god. Uh James Earl Jones is is uh selling the well he's give he's selling the rights. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, he's he's retiring from the role the role of Darth, Darth Vader, Vader and selling those rights. First of all, shout out to him having a financial interest in the rights of Darth Vader. I was gonna say I don't I don't I didn't even realize that that ownership structure existed like if that. If ever there was a nigga to own their masters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it ought to be James Earl Jones yeah. with the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah, because uh, he'd been doing that for a minute. And, yeah, and. I mean, across all Star Wars platforms, forty plus movie, forty plus years, forty plus years, movies, TV, video games, toys, all that shit. White folks ain't mad at him, what? <laughs> right? Right? They were more mad at uh, Hayden Christensen. Oh God, for playing the role of Anakin. Well, uh, they it, it, that's not unfounded. That's not completely yeah. unfounded. Um. But yeah, man, James Earl Jones been putting in the time, and that's a big part of nerd culture to put down and walk away from. That is like, that's like Peter Cullen giving up Optimus Prime. Yeah, and I think Peter Cullen still hasn't given up Optimus Prime, and he he should. ought to not to. Yeah, Kevin Conroy has not given up Batman, and he should not. He should not. That is a bag. Um, so. I, Wow, salute to James Earl Jones, man. Yeah. Paved the way for a lot of these uh deep voice paved the way for a lot of these deep voice niggas to prosper. For being able to retire. Also no being less. able to retire. I'm tired of our legends lately in the past few years going out at fifty and forty. I I, I always say and I, I he's I for me. It always hurt that Sean Price went out so young. I wouldn't exactly. Maybe, maybe he's not a legend to everybody, but I love Sean Price. <laughs> um, he just had some of the most ridiculous lines, man. <laughs> Talk about he smack a nigga with a bus. Like, just, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Um, uh, going into humans ain't shit. Keep this one as short and sweet as possible. Going into 2023, because, you know, we're in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Going into 2023, I need you niggas to come up with new things to argue about on social media. Because I could almost set my watch to how it was time for the annual black women don't like black nerdy niggas argument. It's that time again. And I think my biggest, and now granted, there's always something that maybe I didn't miss per se, but something new, uh, uh, another element that I feel like people miss every time that doesn't really get discussed. It doesn't get discussed properly because mm-hmm. the biggest part of the discussion is that 
both sides of this conversation seem to talk right past each other. And I get why, because both sides talk past each other out of trauma. And trauma unheard, when people feel like their trauma's not being heard, it just leads to an unproductive conversation. Right. And so I understand it to a point, but I think one of the things that's always kind of upset me about the conversation is woke niggas have revisionist history. Listen. Woke niggas got some real revisionist history, and it's very problematic. Like, now all of a sudden there's this narrative that well, we it wasn't just that you it wasn't just that nobody liked you because you were a nerd or nobody liked you because you liked anime. They liked you because you didn't have social skills. They liked you because you didn't have social skills and you were acting weird and, and you were acting weird in school. That's not necessarily true. Black people, black people in high school, we have to remember that we're the a lot of us are the remnants of a generation. That in high school were, were a bunch of mean fucks. Niggas were mean as shit to each other in high school, boy. And y'all act like it's not true. But Pepperidge Farm remembers. Mm. And yes, it's probably true that nerdy niggas were not the only ones getting picked on. However, they were the ones that everybody else, that, that everybody could agree on. Right. And there was definitely an element of bagging on people for not being into what is what was known as traditionally black things. And we have to stop acting like that's not true. And it's really weird. I don't understand where this revisionist history comes from exactly or what the purpose is, but... When y'all are ready to have the honest conversations about how terrible niggas were, particularly for the for for specific generations, because I can definitely say that the younger millennials and the Gen Zs definitely probably don't have this problem as much. Um, but that's when the that's when the real conversations can happen when y'all are ready to start admitting to some things about yourselves that were probably that that were probably unsavory to remember cuz a lot of y'all in high school even though y'all are cool a lot of y'all are cool now a lot of y'all in high school were some mean fucks a lot of people in high school were mean fucks even the people getting picked on sometimes were mean fucks and it's a it's a degree of trauma that we don't discuss properly I don't think um, Just slap the shit out of nigga when he talks shit to you. That's kind of how I feel, and to be and it was a lot and it, there was a lot of that this. was very nonproductive of me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like that's where a lot of us get our capacity to slap the shit out of people now. For me, I got picked on. I got picked on so fucking much. It led very early to a version of me that I've carried into adulthood now. That doesn't give a fuck what you think and will and will readily slap the shit out of you. See, the thing I had on my side was that um, at some point there was a limit to how much you could pick on me because I could fight. 
All nerds couldn't fight though. You know, which is why they do Naruto moves and you know, and and engage in these power fantasies, but that's another conversation. And become active shooters. And become active shooters. <laughs> I'm just saying like we see the ugly side of that and we start kind of vilifying. And I think that's part of what it is is that after a while these nerdy motherfuckers start some of these nerdy motherfuckers started getting sick and tired and started shooting. Mm. And I think with that generation, that nerdy kind of outsiderness began to start being vilified. Yeah. Or looked at as a as a potential danger. But then, even then, niggas knew. Because niggas knew when, when, when somebody was hitting their limit for how much you could fuck with them. There's always a nigga on the bus going, leave that man alone before he do you some harm. All the time. And somebody would just be getting their jokes off, and it was a nigga that would be wise enough to go, hey, fam, chill out, bro. All right, dog, chill out. You got yours. You got yours in, fool. Leave that man alone before he, before he haul off and slap the shit out you. Watch out for the quiet ones. Always. Always. But ultimately, I feel like the way people have these conversations is mad fruitless. And it's a lot of people and it's it's a lot of people that maybe sometimes are so traumatized by these things. And we have and we have to take that into account. That that's a part of giving a fuck about mental health is that there's a reason they call these times your formative years. Cause quite often this is where you form your opinions about the world, about the people and your place in the world and how the world treats you. Um so I think I, until both sides are ready to have some honest come to Jesus meetings about themselves, uh, y'all got to find some other shit to talk about. You know, Puerto Rico is underwater, bro. Puerto Rico is all the is underwater. They had just built that bridge. Well, shout to anybody. Shout to my people. Shout to my. People in Puerto Rico, man. Um, I'm sorry, you had something to say. No, I was, I was just like, and that that that's something that that, and now I don't, I don't even want to get sidetracked talking about it, but that's yeah, just yeah. something that people have talked like. Puerto Rico is fucked. Puerto Rico is, yeah. it's, man. That's a damn shame, and it's just, and they seem to be going through the same shit. What fucked me up is that I think Puerto Rico is getting less coverage. Than it did during during the Trump administration, when we were complaining that Puerto Rico wasn't getting enough coverage. That's fucking crazy. <sighs> Song of the week. Um, I think this is a nice little vibe. It is a nice little vibe. It's starting to cool. It's starting to cool off a little bit in Houston, mm-hmm. or we're we're supposed to be looking forward to that very shortly. Um. For it to not be in the high nineties all the time, uh, I think this is a nice little bop to vibe to. Uh, this is Q with Stereo Driver. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a great show. Uh, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
That was Stereo Driver by Q. Show up. Yeah, that was that's a nice little that's a nice little '80s kind of '80s synth bop. Kind of like that. Yeah, it's nice little chill. Nice little, you know what I'm saying? You know, actually, yeah. you know, adjective, adjective, adjective. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Um, definitely look for that on the Opinions While Black featured playlist available on Spotify and Apple. Uh, if you are a Spotify and or Apple subscriber, uh, definitely type in Opinions Wild Black Featured Music and that'll come up for you. Got take like that, take that, take 11, 12 hours of music take that. Um, from our uh, picks of the week over the year, over the years. Um, let's see what's going on here in the rundown. Uh, oh, well, this wasn't on the original rundown, but I just think this is kind of cool so carl anthony towns Mm -hmm. um gifted jordan woods for her i believe for her birthday um basically said 
pick two businesses. Pick two businesses you're trying to do, and I'll fund them. That boy LLC Twitter. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's how you do LLC Twitter. Oh man, that I, I, I didn't think of it like that, but that was that. But you were correct. LLC the fuck out of her. <laughs> Damn. That's 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 how you stay in the pussy. My God. Um, you know, the quick side note. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I sent out right. You know, every time we record, I send out my obligatory. Yo, I'm about to record. Don't bother me about shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, one of our listeners uh, sent a. Uh, I'm going to call it a midstream question. Okay. Uh, to ask you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know go. it's going to. Take you completely off task. Let's um, go. This anonymous listener would like to know if uh, ask Oz if he's seen Rachel Dolezal's OnlyFans account. The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh fuck! He has got reason. It's a it's a thing that is, that exists apparently. Oh shit! Get your get your transracial fetish on. Hell the fuck no! You know what though, Rachel Dolezal has to be commended the the perseverance of this woman. Rachel Dolezal doesn't even have a face that ages well enough, right, to be doing this shit. What the fuck, man? Oh my god! Rachel Dolezal thinks she's Amber Rose. That's what's horrible. That's yeah. the horror of it. Yeah. Is that not only does she think she's a black woman, she thinks she a baddie. What nerve. Wow. Oh, my God. So, oh. I, I, so I take it that you have not seen her. No. OnlyFans. Okay. No. Shit, no. There's still time. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was, you know, I was just going through this past month uh, canceling any... OnlyFans, well, except one. Most of my OnlyFans stuff. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not not saying there's a bunch, but the ones that I did have, I think I think I've I think I've got one still up, and it's because I know that person and support black business. Okay. Um, it's a good reason. But um, but yeah, that's that's gross. Um. What else is going on, man? Uh, woo. Oh, uh, Tiffany Haddish um, <clears throat> settled that case, uh, settled that lawsuit from uh, uh, those young children that she exploited in that little child porn video. I mean, um, and we, Larry Spears couldn't afford to settle anything. Well, uh, here's the thing. So we know the check was an, was enormous. Because she was because because basically the 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 people representing uh, that family were like um, we've come to we've come to an understanding and we're standing down and Tiffany Haddish uh, Tiffany Haddish is a dear friend of the family uh, who would never put us in any predicament in any in any predicaments on purpose and. The whole rollout. So she paid well for that PR. Having said that, the last time somebody talked to her, she said she lost all her gigs. She says she has no job right now. 
I highly doubt that's the case. She'll be all right. I was going to say, I doubt it. I doubt that's the case. She Like, TMZ was following her, and she was, I mean, she was pretty ten toes down about it. She repeated it several times. She was like, oh, I lost all my gigs. I lost all my gigs. I have no job right now. I don't think that's. She'll be all right. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be better off than Monique. I'm. <laughs> Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I not lie? Oh man! Um, now having said that, Ari Spears is still ten toes down. Fuck them people. I mean, what does he have to lose? <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, them love handles. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. And it's not it's not that he big, because I'm big, but. I mean, just because you big doesn't mean that somebody else ain't big. Y'all can both be big. Well, what I mean is he doesn't look well. That's the thing. Now he, yeah, he does look quite unhealthy. I look like I, I look like I'd leave the house and move around. You look like you drink water. Correct. He He doesn't look like he does that. And that's that's why people are worried. Or not worried, because um, fuck Ari Spears. Um, but yeah, he was ten toes down. Oh, it's a shakedown. That's what. Oh, I think that's what his uh, legal team said. It's a shakedown. You can't afford that shit, and you ought to be glad that Tiffany Haddish paid that shit off. Because uh, you would be you would be in trouble if you, if you was by yourself. So yeah, I bet you can't talk all the shit you want now. Yeah, fuck Ari Spears. Um, what else is going on? Um, actually, no, no. I'm going to circle back. I'm going to circle back and give it another fuck Ari Spears. Only because um, we might as well get them all out of the way now. Because this is the... I think I can definitely say from here on is probably the most anyone will ever discuss Ari Spears ever again. I think his career has definitely. I think they. I think they've definitely buzzed the tower on his career. No one was talking about him before this shit came out, and they've already. Other than the Lizzo to, thing, yeah. They and yeah, all he had to do was stay quiet about that, and his name was in nobody's mouth. And, and, and it wouldn't be so bad had he not been ten toes down about that. That was the problem. People would have left him alone had he not even just shut up. Had he just expressed some kind of self-awareness about how in, how irrelevant he is. But he can't do that. And this is probably why he has a near to non-existent career now. Most he will ever, most he will ever be talked about. Um, Ever again. So, uh, yeah, fuck that fat fuck. Um, McDonald's has been ordered to face Byron Allen in a, let's see, in in a discrimination lawsuit. Mm. Let me look look at this real quick. $10 billion. My goodness. McDonald's Corp has has been ordered by a U.S. judge, this is according to Reuters, to defend against media entrepreneur Byron Allen, Byron Allen's $10 billion lawsuit accusing the fast food chain of racial stereotyping by not advertising with black-owned media. 
uh, in a decision Friday, uh, U.S. District Judge Fernando Olguin uh, in Los Angeles said Allen could try to prove that McDonald's uh, violated federal and California civil, civil rights laws by deeming his networks ineligible for the vast majority of its advertising dollars. Oh, shit. Allen accused McDonald's of relegating his entertainment studios network and Weather Group LLC, which owns the Weather Channel, to an African-American tier with a separate ad agency and much smaller ad budget, depriving them of tens of millions of dollars of annual revenue. While not ruling on the merits, Olguin cited allegations that entertainment studios had since its 2009 founding tried repeatedly and unsuccessfully to obtain a contract from McDonald's whose racist corporate culture whose racist corporate culture harmed Allen. Wow. 10 billion? You know what that means. That means by the end of this Byron Allen going to own all the McDonald's on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> That's the fuck this means. When Byron Allen comes for you, he means it. Like look, he he went after he went after the cable networks. And when the cable networks wanted to act stupid, he Got told it. y'all what he was going to do. Yep. And what did he do? Start buying start buying up the motherfucking uh channels. Yep. All of a sudden, he had Grio TV. Oh, this motherfucker Byron Allen does what he says he's going to do. That's why I respect the fuck out of this motherfucker. Um, and now Byron Allen about to be in the fast food business. Y'all want to play stupid? These white people gonna learn. <laughs> it, it, there are some. There are some of these niggas that cannot be bought that you cannot fuck with, and Byron Allen is one of them. Walks very softly, carries a big stick, made of money. Keep fucking with this man if you want to. Uh, we'll see what else. Actually, I'm gonna switch this around and leave the mess for the end of the rundown. So, um, one of the things that was one of the things that was going on there was a there was a young lady, uh, Princess Isis something, I can't remember her last name, uh, who attends USC, who started a I want to say like a dance troupe. Mm-hmm. Um. Not quite, not quite majorettes, but um, who started a dance troupe, and um, their 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 pictures and their video made social media, and basically it was her, you know, basically her establishing a piece of HBCU culture at the school she attended, which is USC is predominantly a predominantly white institute, and. So um, HBCU Twitter felt away. And HBCU Twitter was like, oh, man, um, uh, you, you know, the only place, if you really want to have an HBCU experience, you need to take your ass to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't be giving those white people our shit. And it started a discourse that I thought was very interesting. Um, that we don't have that we don't have nearly enough um, about the divide between people that attend uh, HBCUs versus black people that don't. Right. And 
I kind of understand both sides, but I also think the the conversation is a little unfair. Um, USC, which is uh, which is in California, California, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the issue here is that to me, I get it because there has to be. A, I understand the need for a level of gatekeeping. I personally hate the idea of gatekeeping in general, but I understand the need for it in this case because the whole reason um, HBCUs were founded in the first place was because white people was because of white people's gatekeeping. White people used to keep us and still to this day keep us out of their shit all the time, and so we had to start creating our own and making our own lanes. Um, if we wanted to get a higher education. And the culture is so black, and this is going into almost homecoming season. The culture is so black that we wanna that that we wanna make sure it stays pure. So I get it. At the same time, we have to have a little bit of grace and compassion for people who don't attend HBCUs. College is getting expensive in general, no matter where you go. Been expensive. As fuck. We're well past that part. Uh, well, yeah. College is expensive as fuck because the education system in America is fucked either way. And to attend an HBCU is expensive. To attend an HBCU out of state is expensive because not every state has an HBCU. Which, by the way, is by design. Let's not forget that. And so you have people that can't necessarily go and get the uh, go and get the HBCU black experience. So you have to you have to be able to create that culture and be able to cr- be represented where you are. There are a lot of people where if they couldn't be rep- if if they couldn't create representation for themselves where they were, they wouldn't be where they are today. And nothing would and nothing would get done. I mean, and this isn't just and this isn't just in the collegiate experience. A lot of a lot of black filmmakers created their own lane because white people weren't trying to hear them. No matter how you feel about Tyler Perry, which is probably how I feel about Tyler Perry, this is exactly what he did. I would have used Spike Lee as an example, just so I would have to invoke Tyler Perry. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Uh, and, pro- and, and, and probably a better example too. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee created his own lane, and let's be. And if we want to go even further back, Melvin Van Peebles before him, mm-hmm. because they wouldn't let them in those. It, it, because they wouldn't be let in to be taken seriously uh, in those spaces. Um, the Negro leagues for baseball were exactly mm-hmm. this, all the way up to like. Uh Richard Dolezal's OnlyFans. Because people didn't take her seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Sorry. Um, That was uncalled for. But black people have a long, sordid history of having to create their own lanes within white spaces Mm -hmm. 
to survive and climb the ladder and survive the and survive whatever the whatever the industry or the business is that they're in. I don't feel like it. All the women on the group were black. All the women on the group were black. It didn't look like it, it didn't look like any white women were, you know, ripping off the, ripping off the dance moves or nothing. But they, I mean, they were cheering in the back. But yeah. that's how that is. It's USC. So I don't see where the problem is. And part of it, I hate to say it, as especially as somebody that attended the HBCU culture, fam, something about you HBCU niggas, some of y'all, y'all swear y'all shit don't stink. And y'all and and part and part of the problem with the college experience and how it affects the community is a lot of y'all really get really start smelling yourselves and y'all become these gatekeepers in situations that really don't need gatekeeping mm-hmm. because y'all want to be seen as elite. Y'all want to be seen as better than and being able to look at somebody and go, well, ha, 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 you should have gone to an HBCU not forgetting your your own history and your own and your own history in academia and how that's not that simple. Yeah. And it 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 really goes back to sometimes I really think you some of you niggas is giving talented them. And to me, it I say it all the time. Sometimes it feels like you niggas can't wait to be the new colonizers. Having something to hold over the heads of people that you deem lesser than you. When the reality is, in this recession, you niggas is hard up for a job just like the niggas who went to a predominantly white institute. Mm-hmm. So don't get to feeling yourself too hard. Letting that degree keep you warm. Mm. Mm. I'm just saying. Mm. Thoughts, D. Randall. Whew. How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, you know, as I, on one level, I believe in higher education. On, on another level, I fully understand that the the very industry of higher education itself is discriminatory by nature. Um, right. It it is a form in many ways. It's intended as a form of classism. Oh, it's a class divide, 100%. Yeah. Now, granted, yes, there are people, there are a lot of people who make good use of their educational experience in college, and for many people, it, it has afforded them the chance at a lifestyle they otherwise would not have. Of course. But it, it's, it's the industry itself, even at the HBCU level, is, is a study on classism. 100%. And, and a class divide. So, um, Discrimination takes all forms. It's true. And, and whether you whitewash something or blackwash something, all those things come in, into play. You know, I, I'm going to sound old as shit right now. School Days, the movie, to invoke Spike Lee again. Sure. Is one of the best representations of this. It was, some, it, it was, it, it was early yeah. in the game, and it still resonates to this day. Like, on, on a number of levels, even... At the HBCU level, there are a lot of sociopolitical games at play. Yeah. And shit, it is what it is. And, and you're right, college is too damn expensive for y'all to be playing around with folks like that. It's true. Get y'all shit together, man. 
you know, I, yeah, y'all got to figure that out. And like I say, if this woman wants to create a black experience where she is, yes. y'all ought to be applauding her. Yes. Because this is what we fight for is to be able to have the knowledge, mm-hmm. the character. It, 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 what, this is what we get education for, to have the knowledge, the character, and the resources yep. to be able to create these spaces. All you, all you niggas that come out of these, uh, these black institutes and come out, be, and come out of these um, uh, sororities and fraternities being able to put together an event overnight and shit. Mm-hmm. Those skills that you get at college, you should be able, you should be encouraging that for other people. Yep. Instead of limiting, instead of limiting the network because you had to, you had the opportunity to go to Spelman, and somebody else didn't. I, you know, I just, I don't understand how something that was based in creating space for us and being able to create a network for us could practice being so exclusionary. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy to me. That's why I always say, you, you niggas can't wait to emulate the shit that white people do. Because white people get by doing the same shit. Oh, well, we went, oh, oh well, it, 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 they do it all the time. The Princeton people want to hate on the Yale people. Oh, I went to this Ivy League, you went to that Ivy League. Teach that kind of devils. shit. Teach these devils. Y'all can and for some and, and again for y'all to want to build a black nation around around these things such as academia, y'all can't wait to absorb white practices. Wakanda don't do that shit. Wakanda whooped Killmonger's ass because he because he tried to bring white shit into Wakanda. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, y'all got y'all got to pick one. Y'all got to pick a lane. Either we trying to build our own shit, or we just trying to repeat the we just trying to repeat the kind of oppression and class divide that our oppressors do. You can't have it all. Just saying. <sighs> Let's see. On to some messy shit. Oh, we haven't gotten messy. Yeah. <laughs> Like I say, I'm like I say, I'm I'm trying to save my brother's mental health. I mean, I'm, I'm good. You know, um, I don't understand a lot of this shit, <laughs> which is probably why I'm okay. Um, let's see, August Alcina and Tory Lanes. So, um, we did we briefly mentioned this, I think, when we were reporting on something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had we didn't have as much information then as we do now. So, uh, just to recap for those of you that, uh, that for those of you that are not privy, um, basically August Alcina was is on tour. It's some like I don't know. It's some R and B tour for all the mid R and B people. Um, so August and Tory Lanez, I guess, were both on this tour. I guess maybe, and um, Tory Lanez was backstage. August Alcina was going to perform and Tory Lanez tried to act like he was about to dap him up and August looked at him and did not shake his hand and continued walking. And Tory Lanez, now it is is important to mention that August Alcina 
we know now had not had been advised to touch as few people as possible because um, August Alcina is immunocompromised. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, he, he, he did have some kind of health related something recently about mm. that. I do remember that. That sucks. Um, and it sucks to be immunocompromised. Does Jaden know that? <laughs> Sir. I'm sorry. We got to, I mean, you know, these are things that I have to know. <laughs> and so, um, Tory Lanez felt a way about it. And we know now was documented as saying, as saying to his security, I, I think I think some people around him and got him hyped up. Is is the story now? And he said to one of his security people, "You know, I should go over there and slap that motherfucker." You should, sir. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Absolutely. So he went over and he went over and uh, pulled up on him and uh, asked him about what the disrespect was about, mm-hmm. and. August was explaining himself apparently, and Tory hauled off and hit him and sucker punched him and ran behind his security. Punched him in the face and then ran to hit behind his security, literally. The funniest part about this, I don't think it's funny that he punched August, but I do think the funniest part about this was that whoever was filming, um somebody was behind them and yells. Don't do it, Tori. You know you already shot Megan. Damn. <laughs> that person was me. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Wow. He gotta eat that L. He gotta eat that L forever. Wow. I'm fine with it. That, I'm, <laughs> that is some fucked up shit. You know, there is um uh when you when you look at I don't know if it's chemistry or geology, but um the the hardest substance in the world uh-huh. that most people recognize is is a diamond. Sure, yeah. Um on the opposite end of that scale, the, the softest thing in the world is the male ego. <laughs> Be going, son. And and Tory Lanes exemplifies that to a T. He is peak sensitive niggas who can't fight. This niggas is this niggas head and shoulders below <laughs> the eye line of anybody out there. Ain't got the nerve, man. Again. And then and what's fucked up is he had the nerve to lie. When yeah. all this came out. He posts some shit on Instagram talking about, well, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm in the studio. Okay. Now, if a nigga will lie, I don't want I don't want to be that guy. But if a nigga will lie about some shit he was caught doing on camera with multiple witnesses, who's to say he wouldn't lie? About shooting a well-known rapper in the foot. I'm going to go ahead and be that guy. That's your boy. 
I'm just man. Get this nigga back to Canada fast. That's your boy. Get this nigga back to Canada immediately. There is not a single song in his discography that is worth all this bullshit. And I come from the era. This is coming from a nigga who comes from the era who only puts up with boozy because I come from the era of wipe me down. And wipe me down probably wasn't worth it. I mean, in hindsight, no. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Unless you're an this. AKA. I mean, <laughs> why, do we, why do we give a shit about boozy? I mean, this is, I don't know what it is. This is like a weird era for bitch ass niggas who can't fight. It's like they really trying to have their time in the sun. Like the bitch I'm like trying the, to think of the rest of them. Who else can't fight? We'll talk about it. We're gonna talk about him in the Okay. Cause I'm like, I usually start and stop at Tory Lanes. Again, the only person <laughs> in history who had a fight with two people that didn't know that they were fighting him. <laughs> It didn't get a hit off on either one. Either of them. one. <laughs> either one. Oh so. man, yeah, he is definitely peak niggas who can't fight. Um, uh, also got a little uh, niggas who ain't got no pussy in their blood. Um. Oh God, we got to talk about Ime Udoka. So, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I'm laughing, man. So I, the head coach. It's. <laughs> So the head coach of the Celtics, Ime Udoka, then got suspended for the whole season. The whole season because he was having an inappropriate relationship uh, with a uh, employee or a subordinate, really. Can't fraternize with the co-workers. You cannot fraternize with the co-workers. I cannot stress this enough. I have a friend who may or may not have previously been on this podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Fraternizing was a problem. I'll just put it that way. It, it, and, and what's fucked up is, it's the companies that do no fraternizing where fraternizing is the biggest problem. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Because I don't want to just throw him under the bus. Fraternizing was a problem. The, the the reason why I laughed before is because it, it it's it was it was one of those disappointed laughs like because we've said it before and sometimes we say it jokingly but most of the time it's like real shit like it does not matter who you are niggas will cheat niggas will cheat on you and I think niggas and, are nasty just just in case you don't know what we're talking about Ime Udoka is married to not even in, married not married just dating. The incomparable. They've been engaged for like seven or eight years, though. So that's well, they're, they're, that might be a red flag. There's one red flag. Uh, engaged to the incomparable Nia Long. Who the fuck? I'm sorry. And you niggas can get on me all you want. Oh, anybody can get cheated on. And this and it's true. Yes, anybody can get cheated on. Beyonce. We live we live in some ain't shit times. Hallie. Right. We live in some ain't shit times. Okay, get granted. I recognize that. Having said that, what the fuck do you have to cheat on Neil Long for? Why? I this is coming you have to remember, this is coming from somebody who does not understand 
um, the value in cheating. I, I think someone said it off air last week. Just cheat. Just cheat, bro. Ariel show did say that shit. We were, she said we were um, at the birthday thing. Just cheat. Just cheat because it don't matter no more. If you suspect your man is cheating, just cheat. Just cheat. Because he is. My God. At this point. I just, I, and it, it, you, can't fam, you can't fumble the finals and the along. Also, don't take any advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you can uh, you can have one or you can have the other, but you can't fumble the finals and then the along. I think once you see a woman fart, it just kind of changes like <laughs> the level of familiarity that y'all have with what each other. The fuck? You know, hey man, and, and, and you know this shit is crazy, and it's probably going to get to a point because we've seen the we've seen the. The one chick that was identified, that was a subordinate. Apparently, he coordinated. Apparently, she coordinated a bunch of his um, on the road, mm-hmm. on the road trips, and really, and even scheduled um, his vacation time with Nia Long. It be them though. Will you make enough money? Them be the side pieces. Them be the side pieces. I'm telling you, no matter in everything, no matter how much money you make, if you fucking around, you probably fucking around with the with the side piece that that has all your schedule information, which seems like a bad idea. Wow, I mean, doesn't it? That seems like a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I I just that was one of the things I remember about American Psycho was that he was really trying to go out on a date. With his assistant who always scheduled shit with his fiance. And in the middle of the date, she was like, oh, by the way, your fiance wants you to call her so-and-so and so-and-so. That seems like a horrible idea. Now, it wasn't so much a bad idea for uh, Christian Bale in that movie because he was a serial killer. But, um, so that was just the start of his bad ideas. (laughs) But this nigga... Fam, you fumbled the finals and the along. Well, he just—I mean, just—he just got to eat it. In retrospect, I bet the—I mean, I bet the front office is like. In retrospect, Brad Stevens probably ain't so bad. In retrospect, and you know he'll be all right. They'll—they'll <laughs> they'll, they'll forget about it. Oh, it got oh it got worse, and it's getting worse because now it's now it looks like it's developing that he was fucking the VP's wife. Fucking the VP's wife. Can't do that. When they go low, we go high. (laughs) (laughs) And you know it's some shit. And you know it's more shit going on than meets the eye when Matt Barnes backs away from the situation slowly. Cause you know when it first when it first came out, he had all this shit to say. It was like, oh, he's in solidarity with his brother, and he hopes things work out. And oh man, this is crazy what they're doing to my man and all that shit. The very next morning, not only did he delete the original the original video, then he goes, "Well, I've spoken to someone close to the situation." You know, you gotta get that one off. I've spoken to someone close to the situation, and 
yeah, this nigga nasty. This nigga nasty. This is egregious. Um, prayers to everyone involved. You got to get that one off too. Um, he backed away. He was like, "Oh, it's worse. I, I can't. I can't reveal it here. It's not my story to tell. But it's worse than anyone knows. You know a nigga nasty when Matt Barnes won't defend you. I wonder if he got her pregnant then. Almost certainly. Yeah. I, I'm betting on it at this point, fam." Matt Barnes, I, I am. This is one of the times where I am following what Matt Barnes has to say because this is a nigga who, in podcasting and in his basketball career, has spent every waking moment wishing a nigga would. Mm. Mm. And he won't touch it? I don't know, bro. And this shit only, and apparently this shit is only getting crazier. And they suspended him for the whole season, so you know it was because it it, it was because the VP's wife came clean. It's probably cuckolding the VP with <laughs> with the wife. <laughs> just saying. Shout out to Rick and Morty. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just saying, man. Like I, I'm telling you, they were gonna they were gonna give him like, oh, he he's gonna be suspended for you know. 10, 15 games. Somebody came down from the from the penthouse suite mm-hmm. with that little nicely folded piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have been informed you will be suspended for the season. He got to sit down for the season. So there goes the playoffs for the Celtics. You got time to cheat now. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> and you know, and you know what else is so corny? This, and this is another part of this that I wanted to unpack: is that there was a senator, I want to say, congressman, maybe from New York, who had some uh, words of encouragement for Neil Long, and was basically, "Did you see that shit?" Yeah, y'all, y'all found my burner account. <laughs> 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 and he was just man, he was all like, "Man, keep your head up, sister. You don't deserve this kind of treatment." Uh, I, I I I got to read it because uh, he sounds like what people accuse you of sounding like uh, when they oh, accuse yeah. you of simping. Oh yeah, but yeah, this is this is definitely like what I would uh, you know, this is me shooting my shot. <clears throat> Sending nothing but love. To Nia Long. We're not letting a man who didn't recognize the luxury her presence was dim all her beauty and glory. Matter of fact, we need a Nia Long national holiday. To which people responded, dude, you're in Congress. Stop simping on the timeline. <laughs> I was about. To, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. If that had been any longer, I'd have started playing good and plenty. Hey man, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, shoot or shoot. But then you know his response to everyone was a, was a, a photo of him and his wife. Oh, you got to get that one off. Very nice. I would say very. I, he was like, nice he was like, <laughs> trust me, I'm. That's good. not what I was. I'm good. Right. But then they they told him he was dirty macking and all that shit. Yo, can we talk about that for just one quick second? So. In the spirit of undoing 
in questioning some of the traditions that we have in the community. Can I just say that we have to have a come to Jesus meeting about how dirty macking, the concept of dirty macking might be the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And it's all, and it's a big part of the reason that I don't believe in this bro code shit because niggas only bring up the bro code in the event of shit they're not supposed to be doing. So if a nigga comes, so if a nigga comes up spit, spitting it smooth to your girl that you are cheating on, he's wrong. Yes. Explain <laughs> why? Nah, I'm just <laughs> um, it's very much. It's giving no snitching. I, I, I it's giving stop snitching. I don't know, man. Because it, we it, only evoke these things in the event that somebody's doing some shit they shouldn't be doing in the first place. It really depends on how cool you are with her. Like if y'all, if if you and her are like legit friends or whatever, and and you're comfortable enough to be like, hey, so this is what's happening. You need to watch out. I can see it, but I I, I I'm also I guess because I've known so many friends who have cheated. Oh boy, and, right. Well, fair enough. And I'm yeah. just like. The the catch twenty two is if you do that and you get involved in it, sure that might be the morally acceptable thing to do, but now you've created a situation with your friend, and a lot of times when you are the deliverer of the news, you somehow become responsible for part of that resolution. I've always been of the opinion let the shit I I don't contribute to my friend's demise cheating. And I, I lie as I say that because I've been I have been the alibi on many an occasion. That was my role yes. was the alibi. Like I was the perfect alibi for everybody. Right. Um but I never actually had to say anything. It was always, hey, if they ask you, and they never asked me. And they never asked. So I, I So technically yes. you're in the clear. Yes. That's I fair. found that loophole. Thank you. That's fair. Uh but no, no, I but I, I, and I don't say this to be facetious, so yeah. I don't I don't believe in interfering in people's relationships unless I have like a vested friendship in one of the parties. I'd like, look, it it sucks that they don't know, but that's just that's for them to eat when it's time to when it's time for it to happen. Sadly, I always say, don't ask me unless you really want to know. Yep, don't ask me unless. Do you really want to know? Because I really will tell you. That's my rule. Um. As far as the dirty macking goes, I've never had to employ these tactics. Um, there was maybe an incident back in college where I could have been accused of such. Maybe we'll save that for Patreon. Um, Somebody accused of dirty macking? Yeah. Absolutely. One of, one of the criticisms that people were saying about uh, the senator guy was that they were like, why don't you just why don't you just slide in her DMs? No. No. Because if if you're gonna do something you're like even that. More guilty. Right. If you're gonna do something like that, do it in public to where because everyone's an alibi. Because a screenshot in a DM will ruin your shit. Correct. So quickly. Not saying that Neil Long is capable of or wants to do that, but you, you gotta know. cover your ass. You never know. I have learned one of the things I have learned. Um, from other people about being married is that being a lot of being married is about 
covering your ass in advance to avoid some bullshit. Mm-hmm. So not being in anyone's DMs and saying everything you have to say publicly is probably a good a, a good piece of advice for a public figure. Yep. Um. So yeah, there's that. Um. Did I have anything else that was important or unimportant? I feel like I left something out, but if I did, we'll be okay. Um, not a big deal. Oh, Cardi's in some more bullshit. Uh, Cardi, she um, she fell out with this loving hip hop girl. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't even. She shouldn't even swing in the mud at this chick. Because if it came down to it, no, she can't even fight the other chick, not Cardi. I, I have a feeling that this story will end up not being interesting. No, it's not. I have, it's, it's probably not important. It, this, this chick can't fight. I don't, anyway. It's, if she can't fight, this is not going to be interesting. Yeah, no. She can't. No, she's been docu- She's been on camera getting, not like, not in loving hip-hop terms. Like, she got in a fight with some neighborhood chick. And got her head beat in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, no, no. So, pass on that. Um, That's a good place to take a break, actually. Uh, We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Pour up. Clap, white people. back we are black we are opinionated and we are hydrated i love it i'm probably i probably need to hydrate a little more after uh after this weekend (laughs) uh one day you'll you'll tell about the exploits of this weekend (laughs) um i think i saw the flat in the background you did ah indeed did indeed. That's right. Got, got drunk for cheap. Uh, Mojitos ain't no punk over there. Oh, shit. I, I forgot all. I, I Usually it would be mojitos. It was Long Island's all night. Ugh. You slut. Four ounces. <laughs> <laughs> four ounces of alcohol, man. Four One drink, four ounces of alcohol. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a nice little move. Um, just glad they had a whole team, uh, together again. Yeah. Uh, saw some old friends, saw some big titties. Um, I mean, I didn't see them out, mind you. <laughs> okay. God, we were in public. Okay. I didn't see them out. They were just around. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, but shout out to everybody that made that, that made that a wonderful night. Uh, good, good, clean fun. Good friends. Good times, um, I, I I love everybody that contributed, man. I do. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Speaking of white people, I did. Um, I did finally see Top Gun Maverick. Hey hey. Um, let me just say, as a Top Gun fan. 
Like that was my favorite movie growing up. If you are if you are a Top Gun fan, this is the most exciting shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. If you're not a Top Gun fan, this is still the most exciting shit you ever seen in your life. That's right. It every Tom Cruise movie that comes out now is just another reminder that Tom Cruise is insane, but he is insane for movie making. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you know a little bit for Scientology, but we we all know how it's going to end for him, and it's going to be glorious at the same time. <laughs> Don't you wish that evil on him, Ricky Bobby? He's wishing it upon himself. Uh, that's true too. <laughs> I mean, didn't we just see that shit where he was um where he was filming Mission Impossible and he was standing on the plane on a bipedal plane, just <laughs> like. <laughs> What y'all? Oh yeah, y'all. Oh y'all forgot. See y'all at the movies. Hopefully, Tom Tom Cruise is insane. That's a crazy white man. And also, not for nothing, in the spirit of Top Gun, they assembled the most punchable white faces imaginable, (laughs) including Miles Teller, including and especially Miles Teller, fam. Miles Teller went through the Marvel the Marvel thing. The, the Marvel workout plan? He went through the Marvel workout plan. Yeah. The, My the, God. The super soldier machine? Yeah, he came out of the Captain America sheet on the boys. Because <clears throat> um, I had to tell you, all, there was some hella punchable faces. Like the dude that was like his rival or whatever. Yeah. That is the most punchable face I have probably ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. At every turn. That smile, oh man, I want to fuck him up so bad. I even know what his character was about. It was it was meant to be that way. If you and you know you're watching some shit with some Hollywood punchable faces, punchable white faces, when you have John Hamm. I love John Hamm to death, but he has, but he's like Republican good looking. <laughs> You know, like the Republicans always think that they look. He's what the Republicans think they look like in their head. Yeah. Either him or Paul Ryan. Like, like wow. Damn, that's a name I haven't. Good. Wow. That shit got too crazy for him. I'm just saying, right? And he was, and we thought it wasn't going to get any crazier than Paul Ryan. Boy, were we wrong? Ooh, I. I you don't see him anywhere either. You, nah. you really don't. No Not, comment on everything. No workout videos. No nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, he, he took white people must be stopped very seriously. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He stopped himself. Thank God. Um, let's see. What do we got on white people must be stopped? Oh God, Brett Favre. Uh, uh this piece of shit. Just won't go away. Brett Favre like stole welfare money to build his daughter, like to build a stadium for his daughter's school. Is that right? Sounds about white. What kind of piece of shit do you have to be? Let me, in fact, let me look. Let me look for this. Let me see what state this was in. Um, it they better not say Mississippi either, because they need that money. Uh, they ain't got no water. The governor does. You saw that, that big water truck that's pulled up in front of his mansion? He has a, a full, like, Freightliner water truck in front of his crib. Are you serious? 
pumping fresh water into the house. Absolutely. The fuck? Absolutely. Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Not at all. They they don't I tell you, white people don't give a fuck no more, bro. They don't and, and they don't give a fuck how it looks in public. You you cannot just have a water truck in front of your house. And the only reason he feels that confident having a water truck in front of his house is because niggas ain't figured out how to steal it. Oh, I can't even have the Christmas lights. Oh, it's gonna happen. Bro, we have a little Christmas light projector that we put out there. I can't even put that shit out there without niggas stealing it. <laughs> if, if if the desperation has set in, niggas will steal the dishes out your kitchen. Hey. Fam. Let me let, let me find this shit about Brett Favre. I want to know what state this was in. Let me see. Text messages. Oh, oh, they got text messages on his ass. Mississippi. There you go. Stole some shit from Mississippi. You son of a bitch. The poorest state in the world. My God. It literally, by statistics, the poorest state in the country. The fuck? Who Put better? his ass under the jail. Who better? Man, Brett Favre is the worst. He is he is now he is he has risen so high in the in the worst white man power rankings. Like he's got like he's up there with Trump. Damn. He is one of the worst white men. Um speaking of terrible white men, Joe Biden declared the pandemic over. He's, which seems partially he, like bullshit. He's about a year late on that one. Well, he's a he's a year late from anyone caring. <laughs> let's let, yeah, let's say that because I like we decided the pandemic was over well over a year. Niggas ago. been outside. Niggas been outside. I didn't, I I didn't had a job. Got laid off <laughs> in the time it took this motherfucker to call time. Yeah. Um. I guess. I mean, one. If anyone's still listening to him about the pandemic, more power to them. Um, two, it seems a little irresponsible. Y'all haven't really gotten the monkeypox thing sewed up. Y'all, the news has just stopped reporting on it. Y'all haven't really sewed that up yet. So y'all got two overlapping pandemics and you lying about one of them. I... I don't know what to say. The Democrats need to win. That's what happened. They need to win. And also, at some point, we got we to gotta move past it. I mean, I don't know that it's something you move past. Well, I, I, I know. I see what you mean. At some point, we have, to, we, have to come to the, we have to come to grips with the fact that it's here. Yeah. Um, as we've done with... Um, different diseases in the past. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and, and on the other hand, you were right. We did talk. Of, people talked a lot of shit about, you know, herd immunity and that kind of thing. And it, if herd immunity is a thing, the only way to get to it is people getting it and getting over it. And, you know, people have, I, I think at this point, most responsible people have gotten, you know, Vaxxed and boosted and all that good stuff. 
So I mean, that's true too. And I, and I I didn't mean to sound so flippant when I said like at some point we got to get past it. But like, I get it. But like, we're we're kind of at that stage where we don't have anything else that we can do, really. Because because the because the country's not going to shut down ever again. Right. Yeah. The businesses won't allow. It's not that that part's not going to happen ever again. Um, the businesses at this point just aren't going to allow for it on top of a pan uh, uh, on top of a recession. Yeah. So that's out. Uh, so I kind of get it. Um, okay. So are you read in on this Robert Sarver thing? The, 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 uh, what's his name? The son's owner. Yeah. He said some racist and sexist shit. Yeah. And they're 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 trying to they're trying to kick him out the league. Like they're basically trying to make him forego his ownership in the club. Oh, so it's 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 Donald Sterling again. basically. Yeah, the same kind of shit. Like and and supposedly there's been a there's been a history of that type of behavior yeah. coming from him, and, and and it's finally gotten to a point where they're like, all right, man, yeah, you gotta you gotta bounce. I did see where Draymond. They say Draymond Green had been. Very vocal mm-hmm. um, about him not being shit. Yeah, and it it, it it sounds like it sounds like more of this Donald Sterling shit where rich white people get too comfortable and they start talking real loose, mm-hmm. and they forget that the internet is not written in pencil. They, they forget that they're talking out loud a lot of times. Hey, bro, we can hear you on hot mics. I'm, I'm, I'm standing right here. White see black people don't get the black people don't get the luxury of of just talking loose in a place with microphones. Yeah. I mean, unless you are fresh and fit. Yeah. Um but we don't get that luxury to fuck up like that. White people do, I, I saw a video, oh God, that was Will's supposed to go on white people. So there was a guy who was um um uh what you call it um going door to door trying to sell solar and he went up and they they got this on camera he went up to some uh, to a neighbor's to he went up to somebody's house and said oh hi i'm from so and so solar we're trying to get people interested in um in converting over uh we have a cost effective plan i'm and i was going to visit all the niggers I mean the neighbors, and he stopped. He tried to laugh it. He tried to laugh it off. My bad, man. Oh no, you know. And oh, my man just slammed the door right on him. Oh, he tried to recover. It just didn't happen for him. I mean, he said it right out. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just checking with all the niggers. I mean, the neighbors." Oh man. Dude, shut that door right on him. He's so lucky the dude didn't slide him. I, that was what I was waiting for. I thought a fist was just going to come right out because it was that ring camera. So I thought a fist was just going to come right out of there. Wow. <laughs> so I take it he didn't get that sale. Uh, he, They shut that door right <laughs> on him very quickly. Very quickly. He tried to tap. He, he tried to tap. Him. Oh, man, I'm just kidding with you. And he, that door slammed right on him. And he thought he was going to walk back up to the door and try to recover, and he just gave up. And honestly, he wasn't walking away fast enough. 
Because if he was in the wrong neighborhood, a nigga was coming back out with the blicky. Then there was probably a call already made. Uh, I have a I have an unruly white man outside my door. Uh, you call the neighbor, hey man. <laughs> see that nigga out there? See that nigga out there in the blue shorts, man? Walk door to door. Why he just call me a nigga to my face, man? <laughs> Two minutes later, everybody in the streets outside, like him and him. Where, where he at? Up. No, they just they they just gonna come out and look at first, like where where he at? And you just see him. You just see Rod just just standing in the street, just sweating, like oh, shit. Dude. What is going on here? Act normal. Act normal. What is Walk going normal. on? Oh shit! Hey guys, how are you people doing? Nigga, you people? Who the fuck are you? Oh yeah. Yeah, they did that. They did that. That's see, that's that's on par with that Chick Fil A shit. We will inform your community. We will inform your kind. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I, I, you know, my ass. I'd be like, oh, you you're referring to me? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you happen to have a colored only fountain? I I, I was gonna say I I, I forgot you I forgot you team my pleasure. Hey man, you know I'm I'm, I'm Uncle Ruckus in Chick Fil A. Ain't no shame over here, man. Oh man, you know yeah that lemonade do be hidden. Oh um, darkness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, send your racist stories. Since your race is real life Involving us Sometimes <laughs> I was going to say Maybe we're in it Since your real life Races encounters Along with your listener letters Questions for myself D. Randall Or anyone you hear On this podcast Please send those To opinionswildblack At gmail.com Also uh, Look up Opinionswildblack.com uh, mm-hmm. For more information About Houston's Most savage podcast Your dirty jigaboos <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Ways to <laughs> what the fuck? Ways Wait. to buy merch if you can afford it with your broke ass. Ways to buy merch. Get you a real job so you can get you some merch. <laughs> you lazy shiftless negroes. Oh, and, <laughs> and ways to support us. Ways to become a patron Sales and support us on now. Patreon. Sales are going through the roof. Sales are going up. Um, <laughs> Get your opinions while black darkness shirts now. <laughs> For the fall winter collection. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know you dark skinned negros don't like the cold weather. Talk about your tropical people. A dark skin absorbing all the sunlight, all the heat and the warmth. Got the good white people out here just freezing oh, their butts off, knowing their skin is reflective. <laughs> for a limited time only, sign up for Rachel Dolezal's OnlyFans <laughs> for half price. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That glorious white wall, baby. That glorious black queen. <laughs> Only black queen that I'll accept in my life. Oh shit! Even though I gotta question her mental stability for wanting to be black, she already knows she got it good. We just need to circle around her and help her, y'all. Don't you trust them? <laughs> Okay.
Oh, man. We're we going to take a quick break and be back with your listener letters. <laughs> and the top three STFUs. Oh, man. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. And maybe most racist now. <laughs> I don't know. Clap, white people. <laughs> Clap, white people. Oh, man. Applaud these monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> We are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And we are hydrated. Uh, it would appear that I was visited by the ghost of Whitlock present. <laughs> uh, not, not, not sure what happened in that last segment. But, uh, oh, man. We won't, hold it. we won't hold it against you. My like, God. Um, it is time for your listening letters. Um, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with us, man? <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Go on. David Santiago on Facebook um, says, oh, God, I just want to know who's going to turn up nine months later with a baby that looks like you after your birthday weekend celebration. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I need names and addresses of everyone that was out there this weekend. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's how rumors get started. <laughs> um, if they don't start now, they'll start in nine months. Um. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. I'm old school. I'll be pulling out. <laughs> uh, nope, that's how rumors get started uh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, taking yeah. it back. That's how rumors get started as well. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Tales to Enrage on Twitter. Um, another one of our patrons. Uh, says, "Who do you put on your all-time basketball team?" Both starters and bench players, Jordan and LeBron, are off limits for this. Man, that, you want all 12 players playing? I was, I was say, I don't know about all 12. I'll give you a starting five. I, that's, that's, a, whew, that's a lot. Um, so we're taking Jordan and LeBron off of it. Jordan uh, and LeBron are off. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Magic. Magic Johnson. It's a good one. Um, Kim Olajuwon at Centra. Okay, okay. Uh, unpopular opinion. Tim Duncan at forward. The most fundamentally sound forward. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. I would actually put Olajuwon at power forward. Okay. He's done that before. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal at center. Okay, okay. Dominating big man. Um, although this goes against everything that I believe in life, um, I would start Kobe Bryant at shooting guard since I can't have Jordan. And small forward, small forward, small forward. Um, mm, mm, mm. That's a tough one. Uh I'll go with Scottie Pippen since I can't have Jordan. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Elijah Wall will be my center. 
Yep, yep. Um, we're gonna go real old school because real old school was mad versatile. Um, so I'm gonna go with Kareem, the captain. Gotta go. Gotta go with charisma. Let's see. My start because my starting five gonna be versatile as fuck. So it's the dream. It's charisma. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go get Larry Bird. Oh wow. Um, we're gonna go get Stephen Wardell Curry. Oh shit! I forgot about Steph. Let's see. What am I missing? Missing. Missing some element I'm missing. D Wade. He D-Wade. almost he almost made mine, but yeah. A lot of shooting and a lot of uh, a lot of shooting and a lot of big nigga defense. Yeah. 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 That's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's five. That's it. Now it now it, if you just need a couple of bench people, my bench gonna look like my bitch gonna look like Kenny Smith. I gotta rep Houston. Mm. My bitch gonna look like Clyde Drexler. Okay. Okay, so if we're talking about folks coming off the bench, um Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Jay Crossover. Ooh. Gang gang. Um uh, now I'm gonna go old school. The microwave Vinny Johnson. Oh shit! One of the greatest six men of all time. I'll say. Um, I'm gonna leave it there for now. <laughs> Ginobili. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, and on my bench, Pistol Pete. Oh, Pistol Pete, one of the gods. Yeah, that's more. That's more white people than I would usually like on my on on my team, but. Uh, I make exceptions for Larry Bird. And I make exceptions for Pistol Pete Maverick. I like him. Um, uh, not, many, not, not many white people in my really in my top in my top greats. Fuck John Stockton. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, and fuck all y'all niggas. It was a lot of y'all niggas when the Last Dance came out. Had all this revisionist history about Tony Kukoc. Shut your ass up. Yeah. Shut your ass up. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Oh, man. Now, all of a sudden, y'all got nothing for respect for Tony mm-hmm. Kukoc. Shut the fuck up. He was good, but he was not the one. He was. I'm not. No, I'm not giving him that. He was on. He was mid on a good team. He, I, I stand by that. They gonna have they gonna have my they gonna have my ass on a plate in uh in, in Discord about that. But yeah, I said it. Tony Kukoc was mad as fuck. Um, thank you for your listener letters this week. Uh, nice. Uh, that, that was that was actually a good one. I like that. I had to, I, that chill. I had to dig that in the vault for that one. Yeah, yeah. not too not too hard. You wanted us to name twelve basketball players for one team <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Opinionswildblack at gmail.com is where you need to be. Um, Opinionswildblack.com also to get in touch with us. Uh, Time for your top three STFUs. Yay, yay. Who are the three people in America that need to shut 
the fuck up. Number three. Number three is Erica Banks. Um... I was waiting, but Randall kind of knows this. No, I mean she she she's she's TikTok famous. Oh yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the busted girl, the busted yeah. girl. Yeah, there you go. Don't know shit else about her. Not much else to know. She was the label's attempt at re, at, at recreating Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. To to no avail. None. There's um, no avail to be found <laughs> whatsoever. Um, Erica Banks was recently caught on IG Live, I believe. Well, it was her close friends. It was her close friends, but yeah, whatever that means. So she was basically saying how uh, to club with her. Um, she only clubs with attractive people that look a certain way, that dress a certain way, with BBLs on point and all that shit. So here's the thing. I'm not saying she she's not the first person to ever feel this way. Them BBLs killing y'all. <laughs> and the thighs don't match. <laughs> so Erica Banks ain't the first person to feel this way, I'm sure. But when you promote these things on social media, and y'all, y'all are gonna say, oh, but it was her close friends. No, no, no. Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna put something on the internet, you always have to have the attitude that it could get out. You always have to have the attitude, mm-hmm. close friends or not, that you are that you are potentially promoting it to everyone. Some shit you just keep to yourself, man. Also that. Just here's the other thing. Erica Banks is she's not ugly, but she's definitely not Good looking enough to be talking this shit. Let me hit up this Google machine real quick and see what she actually looks like. I just because she sounds like she might be the least attractive member of whatever her immediate crew is. Let me see. Whenever you got a regular ass name, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't be. Ten minutes ago, we were just reporting on her being at a high school twerking nah. on twerking on high school kids. No, nah, bro. <laughs> Somebody said Erica Banks is drop dead. I right. she looks like a. <laughs> she looks like a cherub, nigga. What? She's built like an incomplete drawing. <laughs> She wants beautiful people around her so she can feel better about herself. <laughs> she thinks she's one of them. And what's fucked up is she isn't she isn't big enough to be feeling this way. If if right now Megan Thee Stallion and Issa decide to have a yacht party and said only people with hits can get on the boat, wow, she'd want to ha- she'd want to have a problem all of a sudden. She looks like an unbaked biscuit. <laughs> Got the nerve. Oh, that ain't right. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, this girl got this girl got one hit to her name on TikTok. Yeah, and her like her face looks incomplete. Like she ain't really. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late at night. That's not productive of me. <laughs> 
But she's absolutely not attractive enough to say shit about anybody to else. To be talking this shit. Or right. to set standards for other people. Right. And it, it, she's already disqualified herself from her own events. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just saying, Erica Banks. This is this is not the move. One thing, and and one thing you can say about Megan. One thing you can say about Ari Lennox or any of these any of these young girls out right now is that they seem to be very. They seem to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. It's some it, it's some good look it's some good looking chicks and they click. It's some regular around the way girl looking chicks and they click. And and and, and we're not saying regular around the way as a diss. Right. Because I me myself am a regular person. And I like keeping regular like one of the, one of the reasons I think this podcast works is because we neither of us really considers ourselves podcasters. Uh I don't know what I consider myself anymore. Uh, I'm a lost soul, just searching for an identity. And when I'm looking for talent, <laughs> I'm looking for people that are not podcasters because I think they have the. I think they have more interesting perspectives, and I think they have some spine to them. In my in my experience, the quote unquote beautiful people don't really have any fucking spine. I feel like if you describe yourself as a podcaster primarily, you're not a very interesting person. Generally, that's that is the case. Um, I do, sometimes I do I do call myself a podcaster when I'm flexing on these niggas. Mm. Uh, yeah, hit me with the air on. I because I plan to be insufferable after episode two hundred. Um, we have been this consistent for this long. And have maintained a quality audience and maintained a quality involved savvy community on y'all. Fuck out of here. Man. Uh, all that to say, Erica Banks got to shut her ass shut up. up. She definitely got to sit down and shut up and, and do some soul surgery. Repaint her eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is didn't think he'd return to the list, the baby. Fam, we were hoping we wouldn't have to hear from this motherfucker again for a while. Um, lo and behold, did he come back rapping over flutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's almost what it sounds like. He drops. Uh, he dropped some new. Uh, he dropped some new shit um, last week. Mm. Um, it, for, it's mid for the most part. But the first song on it and the first verse of the first song um, depicts that he is, I think it's called like the boogeyman or something. It doesn't matter. But uh, basically it's detailing how he, according to him, fucked Megan Thee Stallion um, the night before the Tory Lanez incident. But he said he hadn't. He didn't tell it at the time because he's trying to keep it G. Here's why that's stupid. If you didn't tell in the first place because you were because you were keeping it G, why are you telling us now? Why let the G go at this point? <laughs> first of all, nobody ever. Nobody thinks you're G. No one. I I don't need to take a poll to figure that out. 
Nobody thinks you're Gene. People think you're a fucking nitwit. That's what the fuck we think you are. Um, second of all, why tell us now? What I I don't understand the the uptick in bitch ass niggas running their mouth like little gossipy bitches. Did he think this was a good time because Irv Gotti did it? It has not worked out well for him either. I'm just saying, has anybody have you have you watched the murdering documentary? No. I have no plan on watching it. Nor do I. So it's not moving. So the act of this is not moving units. And I don't know the timing of it. Maybe it's because this shit is this Megan Tory shit is going to like pre-trial or something. Maybe you thought that was a good time and you could take the take some attention for yourself. I don't know why you I don't know why you did this. Either way, it's bitch ass. It is. It's it's bitch ass. Leave us out of that group chat. Megan has not responded and nor should she. And it honestly it's a testament to how irrelevant you've become. Have you seen somebody sell the goodwill of the culture this fast? There was a time when people like kind of fucked with the baby and was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. He kind of, you know, he kind of cool. He fucked off any goodwill he had with the culture overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning with getting Danny Lay pregnant. <laughs> that baby looks just like him, too. <laughs> That's my other question. Don't you, don't you have a baby to claim or not claim depending on the week and the tides he's of the moon quite, or he's whatever? Got quite a few, from what I understand. Yes, he does. Um, I, I don't even have any good jokes for this. Just shut the fuck up, dog. Over flutes. <laughs> this is peak bitch assness from him. You know, no, I take that back. This is near peak bitch assness. The number one person who should shut the fuck up is peak bitch assness. And ladies and gentlemen, it is DJ Academics. So DJ Academics was it was on his uh, platform that I don't know what it's called because who gives a fuck, uh, his Twitch channel or whatever, um, talking about old school rappers. And he was quoted as saying that old school rappers uh, talk a lot of shit, but they looking real dusty right now. Um, but they most of the time they looking dusty. And in particular, LL Cool J uh, responded uh, to such comments and honestly responded very maturely um, with some very wise shit to say. And I don't have I don't have the quote in front of me. Because it was it was kind of a, a bit of a speech, but um, basically questioning academics' understanding of the history of the culture and talking about it because he was talking about how you know all these niggas looking kind of dusty because they had bad deals and they didn't have five and ten year plans. And LL made a very salient point that I think we don't talk about enough, which is. How can you have five and ten year plans for something that at the time didn't exist? We weren't, we didn't get in, we didn't get into hip hop suddenly to just be rich overnight, and that and and the options for that weren't there. 
they were signing into white spaces, basically. When they were getting signed, I mean, you had people that were starting their little record labels here and there, of course. But for the most part, you were if you were out there, you were just lucky enough to get signed by a white space. And they were paying you peanuts. Mm-hmm. We always forget New Edition got, got paid $1,000 a piece per week and a television. <laughs> That's right. And... So it was so basically you're taking young kids who ain't never had most of which who ain't never had shit most of which who hadn't even graduated and had probably never seen more than a hundred more than a few hundred dollars at a time and you're just handing them a little bit more a little bit more money than they're used to and that was the beginning my 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 whole thing with academics, and not to back it up too far, but my whole thing with him is why why are we listening to him to begin with? Well, I was gonna I was gonna add before you before oh, you get in there. Um, in addition to pissing off LL Cool J and Russell Simmons, two niggas who well one nigga who I believe could whoop his ass. Um, he also had some shit to say about uh, Lil Wayne's daughter, uh, Regine, who is mm-hmm. who is dating yet another rapper. And had all this shit to say about had all this shit to say about her liking her liking bad boys and thugs and shit. It was all it was all given Kevin Samuels. Um, another nigga who could probably whoop your ass. I, I His the thing about that is, and he doesn't realize how foolish he sounds when he says shit like that. The, it's it's almost a privilege to to still be relevant enough for someone to call you dusty. A lot of the people that he's right. that he's talking shit about have had thirty plus year careers in making music. Hell, just this weekend there was a show here in town. I didn't go to it. Wu Tang, Nas, Busta Rhymes. They're still touring thirty years after the fact. You're not you're not going to be doing Twitch streams in thirty years, my dude. Not at all. You're not going to. Most of what he's doing right now, he's not going to be able to do in 30 years and, and, and have the privilege of being called old and dusty because he'll be forgotten within three years. And it, and it, it sucks that just because you're loud and wrong, people will still turn their gaze somewhere in your direction and make notice of you. Right. Even though you just, you're just talking out the side of your fucking neck. Like, that's the shit that annoys me the most about it. It's like, who the fuck is he? Like, what has he legitimately contributed to anything? And and that's part of it is that and is that the only the only the only reason he has the influence he has is because of big industry, is because of complex, is because of these these venues and these platforms that could be considered culture vulture-ish giving him the big dollars to get next to big names to talk to. I'm telling you, man, we're approaching the William Hung era. It's coming. <laughs> that, that shit, that shit is going to, is going to eat itself and implode. It has to. And it's just for, as a matter of fact, the whole reason he's able to sit in front of a microphone, even us, there a lot of these a, a lot of these black podcasts mm-hmm. 
that are close to the culture would not be here without those people. Without LL Cool J, without Red Alert. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, it, it's just, it's, and I, and I was part of a conversation um, that made the argument that the young niggas only act like this because the old school niggas didn't mentor them or didn't pass anything on to them. My question is, if they, if if all y'all talk about is how they're dusty and, and had bad deals, why the fuck do you want to listen to them so bad? Right. What is it you think they have to pass down to you in the first place? Right. If they taking bad deals and you niggas are making millions of dollars off of TikTok. Bing, bing. What the fuck do you want to listen to them so bad for in the first place? I'm not saying that they don't. I, and I'm not agreeing with academics. And I'm not agreeing with those niggas. But you can't have it both ways. You can't call them dusty mm. and then and then wonder why they didn't pass their dustiness down to you. Mm. And me and 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 if they and all all they did was take bad deals and don't make as much money as you, and that's all you niggas seem to care about. What else do you want from them? If you if you're making millions of dollars off of a bad deal and they're dusty off of a worse deal, what the fuck conversation are we having? And LL Cool J went on to make that point. He was like, just because you see you see somebody as dusty, or just because you see somebody as not having eight, 18 chains on and shit, mm-hmm. that does not mean that they don't have that their contributions to the culture have no value right and now i will say if you want to pass something down it should be this generation's idea of value i gotta i gotta i gotta stun on them i gotta get i gotta pop tags i gotta get fresh i gotta i gotta have the cleanest chain i gotta have this that and the third this is how takashi came up by the way by creating the illusion of having all these things and not having any of them and how he got over on really all of us as a culture. Weak. And where you place value. And that should make you even more in awe of these niggas because they didn't have anything to work with and yet they created a culture that we borrow from to this day. And there are niggas, I forgot, I forgot what rapper that was that didn't know who Wu-Tang was. Lotto, I'm, as much as I love her album, Lotto had never heard the Mariah Carey song that her hit song sampled. And don't blame old niggas for the disconnect because you niggas... And I don't want to shit on the young people, but you niggas have more access to more information than anybody else before you ever in the history of information. If you really wanted to look into how somebody got into a bad deal, you have that access on your phone. But you niggas are out here wilding. Perked up, shooting each other, and y'all mad at LL Cool J? How? 
And DJ Academics promoting this shit is the worst of it. You, you don't get to tell anybody that they're dusty or that they didn't mentor and that they mentor, didn't mentor this that this person that person and the third when all you promote is negativity. When all you promote is negativity and beef and niggas shooting each other. You think everybody that forgot about when you had that whole when you had that when you were hashtagging Chirac and all these and all these gang shootings that what nobody was supposed to know about. You thought we forgot about that, but we did not. The North remembers, motherfucker. If all you're gonna promote is negativity, dog, and you're not doing anything to help contribute to the to furthering the culture or maybe bridging that gap between the generations so they can have that conversation so they can have that conversation respectfully and openly without be calling niggas dusty niggas that by the way could beat your ass three times over then shut the fuck up dog shut the fuck up LL Cool J could whoop this nigga's ass three times over. LL Cool J, some niggas broke into his house while he was there asleep with his wife. He woke up, caught them, beat the brakes off of these niggas, and left them and left their asses whooped outside for the police. That's Batman, fam. And you want to start shit with him. And you want to start shit with Lil Wayne. No matter how drugged up and fucked up and perked up and goblin looking ass nigga he is. Lil Wayne still got niggas out here. Lil Wayne still got goons. He himself is a goon. And you talking shit about this man's daughter. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Anything you anything happened to you, you got it coming from here on. You know you a piece of shit with Vic Mensa wanna fuck you up. But Vic Mensa is just funny to begin with. He, he is funny. <laughs> D Randall, did we do a podcast? It was a podcast that was dead. It was a podcast that was dead on a Monday night. Um good show, my brother. Man, you know, I, 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 I always applaud us extra on a Monday night. Congrats, and and especially after uh, a birthday weekend. Congrats oh, on, yeah, on surviving man. another one. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Here's to hopefully surviving many more. Um, uh, church announcements. Are they ready when, for that? When I when I get a date, I'll make the announcement. But yeah. I, I did let you. I did let you preview it right before we. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, as soon as I get a date, okay. You want to talk about the other thing? We'll do it at the top of next week. Okay. Or if you want to, I don't. You know, I'm not I, sure. I got. I got to remember what it is. But but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it at the top of next week. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, guys, thank you so much. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Um, I mean, y'all know y'all know us. Y'all know how we do it. We're going to be here. We, You know, times are hard. Mm-hmm. Things are rough. We're going to be here to help y'all get through it, and y'all help us get through it. Um, We'll be back next week with more Foolishness and Fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 198. Already. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting titties. Ta-ta. Clap, white people.
Bye, niggas. Big ass titties.